right, bottom dwellers. Here's another uh, chamber run for you. We got some uh, updates on the uh, Suez Canal. And uh, we've also got a little bit of sad news, too, uh, that we'll get into in a second. The uh, Suez Canal, uh, so it's still stuck. Um, I woke up this morning to uh, to like a little news alert, you know, with tugboat captains, uh, you know, celebrating and hollering. And the article had said that, you know, the, the ship is, you know, moved. So right. I was expecting it to be completely moved and back mm -hmm. into business and didn't think we'd be here tonight talking about it. No, no, I, of course we are. Can't go from it's going to be stuck a few days and then, oh, now weeks. And then the next morning, oh, we moved it. And then I'm like, no, no, you didn't. You moved it a few inches. That was it. it that was it, it. Went right back to where it was. Right back to where it was. So that's still, that's still. That was with the tide, story. right? That was the that tide. Was with that, the tide. That was the big tide that they were hoping to get. Yeah. And yeah, that didn't do The extra thing. six inches of tide. Right. Now, when we were talking, uh, it's a shame that we didn't have the whole whole conversation with uh, with Chris, the marine engineer. But uh, when we were talking with him, he was telling us that the tide over there, it's only like 12 inches, the 12-inch tide swing. So right. that's not a whole lot to work with at all. No, not at all. Not at all. But uh, they did say that the U.S. Navy is going to go assist, do a little assessment of their own. And I, you just told me right now that I didn't know this, but you knew this, that uh, a private commercial dive team went out there and did some inspections for structural integrity. So they had some divers already dive it, you know, because they were concerned with the way the bow and the uh, the the uh, the stern were kind of yeah. laying on, on, right. the, uh, on the beaches that it was causing stress on the hole. So they had some divers check out all the weld seams and make sure that there was no, uh, you know, make sure that the hole was intact so so far so good but there is a possibility of that boat snapping in half because again now all the weights right in the middle right right and and it's safe to say that you are having absolutely no beverage tonight correct no i've got a double jack okay stone ipa yeah are you in a little bougie oh yeah oh yeah super bougie <clears throat> super bougie i got a nice little creamery chardonnay in a can. That is weird. Super. <laughs> I'm so bougie right now. It's from Sonoma. Wine. That's delicious wine. Chardonnay. Yeah. It's delicious. It's refreshing. You know, I don't have any beer. That's I'm so not weird. gonna. I'm not gonna buy beer. Wine in a can. To go doesn't even sound right. Trip. I just Dude, heard it. it so, doesn't even sound right. I know, but check this out. So two cans of this delicious Chardonnay is a whole bottle of wine. So for us who huh. drink beer on a daily, Weird. right? Maybe not. Oh. Don't say that. But not on a daily. But enough. You know how fast I drink this. So if I have four night, of these, I'm, sure. I'm doing no, no. It's I'm having bottles of wine a night if I'm drinking this. Two oh, cans. So gross. That's all it takes. That's such a bad headache. Mm mm-hmm. Oh yeah, God. it is. So yeah, okay. The, uh, yeah, let's the Suez Canal, man. That's still that's still blocked. It's gonna be blocked. Uh, still for try weeks. To, I'm gonna try to get some answers from uh from Mario Cordero here at the port. Hopefully, we can uh, get in touch with them and kind of get some answers as to see how this is gonna affect the uh, shipping trade here in the West Coast. Uh, one of the big deals right now is the containers. Right. So the empties are supposed to be coming back to China to get filled to send us. 
So, yeah. you know, how is that going to impact? I don't know, but you have seen in the past few days how a little uh, concerned our own news coverage has gotten, mm-hmm. right? Well, at first it was nothing. And now it's like, hope you didn't buy anything because you're not going to get it. So it's starting to affect already. People need their Amazon orders. We need right. it to live. And so, yeah, I think it's really cool that if we do get Mr. Cordero, if he can come on here, that'd be awesome because it would give us a firsthand, you know. Yeah, right from the horse's mouth. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll keep following this and uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow with the uh, with the Suez. But I, I foresee this being kind of a kind of a long deal, you know. Um, yeah. I don't think they yes. know how they're going to get that ship ship out of there. No, 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 no. That, and I expect, like most things, there is going to be a, a lot of chiefs. You know what I mean? And not enough Indians. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see. Because I mean, whose authority does it fall under? You know, and uh, right. what's this going to mean for Evergreen too? They're a client of the Port of Long Beach. You know, they're they've they've got a. They've got ships in there all the time. So how is this going to affect their their bottom line after all the, uh, you know, insurance lawsuits and all that stuff mm-hmm. goes down? There might not be an evergreen anymore. Who knows? It's a Who lot knows? of money. A lot of money they're dealing with. Yeah. All right. So what what do you have this uh, sad news here? What's so this, all this about? is a so the commercial diver was a uh, was killed on a Friday. This happened Friday, March twenty sixth. Uh, Adrian Nell, forty year old commercial diver. His father and a husband. He was uh, killed by ISIS, and uh, this happened in Palma, which was a northern Mozam- uh, northern Mozambique town, right. which is near the coast. You know, not too far from the coast. So um, they were staying at the uh, Amarula Palma Hotel Palma? with right. a lot of the uh, a lot of other uh, expats that are staying there. You know, foreign contractors that are uh, that are working on projects. And uh, he was a diver for uh, Petro Petrochem, I believe, or Petrodive. Petrodive, uh, I think. Petrodive, I heard. Yeah. So he, he was working with them in the Congo. <laughs> they slowed down. You know, that's how our trade is. You know, slows down. And he was mm-hmm. doing a side gig and working with his uh, stepdad and brother in uh, Mozambique. They were building uh, shelters for uh, not like, you know, temporary housing for right. uh, other contractors that worked in the area. So they were out there doing like carpentry work and, and, and stuff, you know, contracting work. And it's kind of like all hell broke loose over the weekend in that town. Um so, yeah, this is another one of those news cycles that's it's not hitting our news cycle. It just barely started hitting our news cycle this afternoon, like a couple hours ago. I saw an article in the New York Times. Um, but yeah, this is a serious matter. This is a you know something that's been going on since 2017 with the uh, rebels and stuff like that. You know, in Mozambique, right? But uh, ISIS has taken a strong foothold. You know, they've obviously taken advantage of the situation now. Uh, Instead of you know just seventy you know rebels now they're they're swelling up to it's about eight hundred, so it was estimated that about a hundred of these uh, ISIS backed militants uh, took over the whole city of. Uh, well, so where's where's Palma. their where's their military though to retract these guys like? So the majority of the military that was a uh, that assigned to that city they just were changed sides or ran. No no no. Uh, even worse, they they were they were protecting the uh, new oil and gas facility that was going in to a nearby town. It was a project by Total, 
total uh, a lot of divers know that company um they're a french french uh french back company and uh yeah so they're building a new oil and gas facility over there so most of the military was you know garden over there and the little bit of military that was left in the town they turned tail and ran which kind of left uh, left a lot of the you know people there defenseless right isn't always the way over there so i mean this is a, a humanitarian you know crisis right now and now, this uh, is this is the one where they were talking about trying to get uh helicopter evacuations so they, from they were they were yeah. okay um, and that's what yeah, saved you know some of them um, right not enough because it wasn't military evacuations this was a private security firm that was out there a, a dyke you know uh dyke security or something i forget their their uh their full name but uh d-y-c-k and uh they were flying helicopters and uh, getting some of those people out of there um unfortunately they had started but they ran out of fuel and they weren't able to make a return mm. trip until later the next day and they told the remaining people there at the hotel that you know we're gonna have to get you tomorrow and at this point the situation had already gotten dire you know and uh so that's when you had a convoy of uh, 17 vehicles of uh these expats that were there at the hotel and they right. made a break for it right um unfortunately only seven made it to the wow. beach and uh one of the vehicles that that made it was uh the nell family actually no they didn't make it their vehicle was uh inoperable uh adrian ended up uh getting shot by these terrorists and uh they were able to uh the the father and his brother were able to get him out of the vehicle and they hid with him in the bush like yeah in, in the, the bush forest. but he was already deceased at that point yeah yeah so yeah. they hid with him overnight and uh they were able to to get rescued but the father did stay behind uh and he uh he's gonna stay there until you know he gets his son's body back back to oh. south africa so these are south africans that were working there in uh mozambique what a terrible situation huh yeah so we had a, I mean, the death toll continues to go up over there. We just don't know the identity of the people that had uh, that had died. Uh, the following day, the rebels, ISIS rebels, did go back to the hotel, and uh, you know they were able to rescue some, but ultimately they burned the hotel to the ground. So, um, right. Well, they didn't they. I mean, it's not funny, but they literally sent pamphlets over to the town of palma saying like hey if you don't if you ain't got your shit together now or you mean you better get together because we're coming and yeah, that's what yeah. it said in the sky sky news report and that they were they sent pamphlets over there like a week ago saying we're gonna attack yeah. so wow that's and uh they definitely were you know not prepared um so if you guys have a chance to listen to the uh interview with uh adrian's mother uh she she uh kind of talks about it and talks about her frustrations with the mozambique government and also you know uh just that sh she's right this definitely avoidable avoidable shouldn't have happened um there should have been more protection for those that are working there to help make the people's lives better in mozambique yeah they're there for money to provide for their families but they're also doing, you know, work that those people in that area need, which is usually the case, isn't it? You know, the people mm -hmm. that are trying to help the other people are the ones that are 
the ones that get killed, you know. Suffering? It's, yeah. uh, it, no, it's, it's just really easy to be angry and frustrated at stuff like this, you know, but it is a kind of the same old story type of thing with these countries. and uh, Right. And you're not allowed to say stuff like that that I just said, are you? No. I don't think so. But uh, it's true, you know, so it, it just sucks because he was a fellow brother of the sea, you know. He's a commercial diver right. and... He does what a lot of us do, you know, when work slows down, we go do other jobs and other work. Unfortunately, you know, he lives in South Africa and a lot of the surrounding countries, they are, you know, mired with tribal warfare and they're dangerous places, you know. So for people that complain here in the United States about having to go to different states here and there to yeah. go work when the company sends you, you, better check your mouth and think twice, you know, before you open it. Because there's other, you know, of our dive brothers overseas that are, uh, that got a lot worse than you do, you know. You're yeah. all pissed off that you have to go to the cold in Montana to go dive. Well, these these guys are going into war zones, you know, on a, on a regular basis. Right. Yeah, crazy. No, it's, it's just sad. like really, it's sad, really news. sad news. And like I said, it hasn't hit you know our news cycle fully. But uh, just wanted to make you guys aware that uh, we we did lose a diver, and uh, you know he was a father and and a husband, and. Uh, you know, from everything that I've read today online, you know, uh, he was a good all-around dude. He's one of those dudes that, you know, walk into a room, just kind of lights up the room, and you kind of always want there, you know, kind kind of like yourself, Johnny, you know. but uh, Right. Thank you for that. Yeah. No, no. no? I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. Um, oh. But, yeah, it, it, it just really it just really sucks, you know. So if you guys have a chance to, again, look at that interview, it's a, it's a SABC News it's a South African, you know, something uh, broadcasting company, SABC. They've got an interview with uh, Adrian's mother, and uh, it's a pretty good interview. I'll post the interview as well. Um, in fact, I'll add the interview to the end of this uh, this update. So we'll play the interview in its entirety um, as soon as we uh, we close this out here. All right, and then uh, I'll put a little put put a little blurb out there too on uh, Instagram or something if I can. But yeah, it's a uh, Real sucky story, and uh, you know it's it definitely demands attention. And another thing about this is that there's so many people that were fleeing. Um, it wasn't just the expats, but the locals there also fleeing. Uh, one article mentioned that it was almost like a Dunkirk-style flotilla that they had going on a couple of days ago, trying to get people out oh, of the region. Trying to get people out of there. Talking, yeah, they're fleeing to the beach, and you got fishing boats and all kinds of different boats from the. You know, neighboring countries, cruise ships, you know, wooden rickety boats. And and uh, they said it was kind of an amazing thing to amazing thing to see, you know. And uh, right. it's just the brutality and the violence that ISIS brings. I mean, there were reports of the beaches littered with bodies, you know, headless bodies. They, they you know, just hate how they do the whole, you know, beheading thing. It's just for the full, full-blown terror aspect, you know. So they've mm-hmm. got a lot of beheaded bodies in the streets and stuff and... It's, uh, again, it's been going on since 2017, but it's gotten a lot worse, you know, because of the whole, whole, uh, ISIS joining, joining the fight over there in Mozambique. So, cool. uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I got. If you guys want to go on, uh, go on, learn more about Adrian, learn about his life, you know, uh, a lot of people on uh, Facebook, you know, are, are sharing some memories about him and, uh, you know, on LinkedIn as well. That's where I first heard about the news was uh, LinkedIn. So check out the LinkedIn pages and everything. And, you know, our thoughts and thoughts and prayers, you know, are with the family to, uh, you know, kind of, kind of help them get through this tough time, you know, it's a senseless, 
senseless situation that they're in and you know just really hope uh hope they can get through it you know you know uh i would like to switch it up real fast you know and it's not to shout, uh, I'd like to just give a shout out to Janet Littleberry. You know, she was a former staff member at College of oh, Engineering. Yeah. yeah. And she's, she's been really blowing up the podcast. She really enjoyed it. Our last episode with Jeff Powers. Yeah. And, so let's get a quick recap on our last episode. Yeah. You know, go. Yeah. A lot of good feedback. Yeah. You know, it was good. It was nice to listen to, even though I was a part of it. I like listening to them. Mm hmm. Give us something to do, but uh, yeah, we had Jeff on, and he gave us some good insights of becoming a Navy diver and what you need to do after a Navy diver, and because you can't just decide to show up on something and like I know you get the ADC card, right? Mm -hmm. But just the fact that he's like, you go to dive school, but really it doesn't prepare you for offshore work, right? inland diving it doesn't really for the industry at all you have to learn while you're on the job and he went through navy dive school you know a while ago right yeah and uh nelson the dude before him he recently finished navy dive school so not much has changed no you know yeah, i thought I that know. was the interesting thing about it too is that you know having them back to back like that it kind of gives you a good good you know good dive into the darn you know navy dive program so right i mean there's some things that they're better at which obviously it's uh they're schooling you know that's why jeff was able to come out of navy dive school and go directly into instruction mm -hmm. you know that was his job after the navy he went straight into you know straight into instruction did a little bit of uh, odd jobs here and there to get his feet wet in the commercial business but for the most part his bread and butter has been you know dive instruction and navy prepared him well for that yeah. And he's been able to use that at his other job now at the Chino. So mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it was a good episode. It was fun. We had a good time. Yeah. And uh, like I said, we've been getting a lot of, a lot of good feedback and uh, some people that uh, didn't know that there was a Chino dive program, given a lot of people do know that if you're in California, but you know, if you're, you're somewhere, you know, another parts of the country you know you're, you're probably not aware that uh that there is a dive school that is you know that functions out of chino state prison right you know chino state prison doesn't run it it's its own dive school right that's uh under the umbrella of a company called cal pia mm -hmm. so jeff was able to shed a little bit of light on how that works which was pretty cool too same dudes that do our license plates and uh school desks yeah yeah, yeah. It was just a good all-around story, and and bless Janet uh, Littleberry for putting us out there on the alumni page. And I mean, I completely agree. If any diver from anywhere wants to talk to us, I mean, just contact us directly. Contact one of the pages. We're always willing to listen to stories, you know. Yep, or you can and go you to You might find yourself on, yeah, go to the website, go to the pages, go to us directly, slip into the DMs, do whatever you got to do. I'm always willing to listen to some sweet stories. Mm -hmm. The good, the bad, the ugly, you know, the expensive. 
So I don't Anything. know why nobody likes using the phone anymore. Because, you know, we got that Google phone number that you can call that, you know, we're calling the dive line or whatever, the, the diver's grab bag. But nobody's used it yet. I mean, it's definitely a big fail. But I'm saying if you guys want to leave a story on there, you can. You know, it Do requires you, to, you to lift your finger and punch little buttons in. Oh, dude, that's too it's much not, work. It's not that hard. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. I mean. Call the number. Leave me some hate mail. Call the number. At the very least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell us how bad we suck. <laughs> I just, I, just yeah. I would like to hear something. I want to see it's the really, number used at least once. If it's really good, we'll start just, maybe we'll make a, maybe this is Johnny Kin. They have the, that Friday little gig where they play all their messages whether it's hate or praise mm -hmm. yeah if you gotta if you don't like us i would love to hear it i don't care oh yeah yeah that's my favorite part so tomorrow um which depending on what when you hear this it could be today and more than likely today we're gonna be uh talking to a police diver so um it's a special one. She's uh she's been a police officer for I believe she said like around seven years or so, and uh, been on the dive team over there for five. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that. And she's also into fitness, so she went through an amazing uh transformation that she'll be talking about too to try to encourage some of us slobs to uh to get back into our former glory shape. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see how motivational how motivational she is, but uh. Look forward to look forward to talking to her, and then uh, I'm going to post that one as soon as we possibly can. So within the next uh, couple of days or so, hopefully now that one's, Wednesday. That one's with Jim Diver, right? Uh, Is he going to try to make it depending that? depending on uh, whether he's working or not? So I have to have to talk to him about that. So that's a tough part, you know, with working divers is that if you're good, you're going to be working. So mm. it's really hard to do a podcast, you know. The only reason why we're doing it is because we're terrible divers. And right. we're no, I'm just kidding. Oh. Um, it's because we work for the city, and you guys know that. So right. it's a nine-to-five job, five days a week, and that's it. So yeah, there's no rush. We do have we, you know, we just... time to do stuff like this. Now, given right. we get paid less than the uh, regular diver, so there is a trade-off to the schedule and security. Sure, yeah. yeah. So but I have a family, about that. so you know. We'll save that for a different. Uh, we'll save that for a different, a different episode. Yeah, yeah, that should be a good little roundtable. We should get. Oh, I know. An inland diver, a sat diver, public service, public service diver. Just have a battle to the death. Yeah, a good old fashioned anchorman rumble. style rumble. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, that's a uh, that's kind of uh, all the news we got we got so far today on this. Uh, this chamber run and uh yeah i mean a lot of a lot of big things happening that are going on and uh yeah those two things that are going on those are in the same same darn region there they just can't get their crap together i mean they haven't been able to get their crap together for the past thousand years huh yeah they're not ever gonna get anything done over there but yeah like i said uh we'll, we'll post that interview at the end of this that way you guys can uh can hear it and uh yeah just uh just keep keep that family in your thoughts and prayers and uh We'll also have more content for you guys later. Um, for those that listen to the Chamber Run for Bottom Dwellers News, uh, we're also having a new episode dropping on Friday. I'm trying to do a new episode every Friday, and uh, this one is going to be a good one. 
So nice. It's gonna be the uh, the space force guy that I was talking oh, about. Oh yeah. So space he's not with the space force. force; he's a contractor for the space force. But I just like saying space. Oh, force. God! You got my hopes up. Space force doesn't have divers. You don't know that. It's top secret stuff, don't. dude. Don't. Top secret. Top men working on. But it. but we do breach the uh, subject of uh, eventually using commercial divers in space. So a little hint. It's going to happen somewhere down the road. You know, they, more than likely, it's going to be our kids that are going to be the commercial divers in space. Well, I Build mean, if you want to get, if you want to get, bases. if you want to get stuff done, you would send a commercial diver and not an Air Force dude, but. Right. I don't know. Unless you're the Navy SEAL, you know, Navy diver, astronaut doctor. It seems like wow. he can get some crap done. Yeah. Uh, Kim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about you. And he's a dad of a of a little youngster too. Yeah, he makes me feel bad about myself. I know he does. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, when are you gonna do a giveaway? Are we gonna do a giveaway anytime soon? Are we gonna go live and do a giveaway anytime no, soon? We should we should be doing a giveaway soon? I know. Uh, I have a knife. Like to Trevor give away. from Pressure Junkies is uh gonna be oh, coming yeah. on hopefully this week for an episode right. that'll be put out next week and he's got a he's got a special special giveaway for you guys so stay tuned for that tell him to come thursday you, night you said you've got a knife i do have a knife i have a spiderco knife i bought years ago we've got to like stop doing diving podcast and just do a spiderco podcast and do spiderco yeah well we all use spidercos right i mean yeah that's what I was told we were supposed to use. So. Oh yeah, no, that's that's what we use. That's really the only tried and true underwater dive knife. To tell you the yeah, truth. yeah, I have a I have a Spiderco knife to give away. I bought it, and then the port gave me one, and now that's on my bailout. And so, this one's been sitting in the box for years. Done. Some port I'm willing to give it away. away. Yeah, this port- is a good one. Yeah, it's not like one of the deck one. knives that we gave away, huh? No, 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 this no. This is a no, Atlantic no. Salt. Yes, 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 yes. Nice. Clip and all. Clip and all. All right. Well, we're gonna have to, you're gonna have to do a, a good giveaway then. So yeah, we're, we'll we'll think of something and uh, keep listening for a new Spiderco Clip and All giveaway within the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. We'll do a mm-hmm. two week promotion. Sure, sure, uh, sure, sure. Yeah, sure. I'll start I'll... posting up on it right now. Okay. Yeah, I think I threw this idea out there. We'll have a uh, have people submit their uh, pictures with a uh, Spiderco knife. You know, do an I dive with Spiderco promotion thing. Maybe I don't know. We'll we'll toss it around. But I definitely want to do pictures to judge them, either mm-hmm. by goofiness or badassness. Mm, winner badassness. Winner? No, I don't think so. Winner no. to the best. Oh shit! I had an accident and my fingers off because of my Spiderco knife picture oh i've got one you know? of those on my phone i'm gonna win ah you can't you're you're excluded from this entry so you can't enter sorry oh. all right whatever well, if i can't win stickers then you can't win a knife okay well that's fine that's fine all right man well all right it was a good good chamber run a lot of news today and uh we'll keep everyone updated on the whole suez canal thing that nobody cares about until it's <laughs> in their pocketbooks right but uh, yeah. all right, man. Stay tuned and uh, have a good trip. Johnny's going to Texas, 
So yeah, I'll be in Texas for a little bit. Have a safe drive, and we'll see you see you soon. Yes, sir. All right, guys. This is Bottom Dweller Chamber Run. This is LB Diver. Out. Good afternoon, Blaine. Good afternoon to the viewers at home. We are in Zinguazi, north coast of Guazulu Natal, where the mother is waiting for the family to come back from Mozambique. And she received the sad news that uh, one of his son was uh, killed during uh, the attack in Mozambique. Uh, Meryl Knox will briefly tell us about the the the. the, the the way that he found out from uh, the family about the passing of his son. Thank you very much, ma'am, for your time. Can you briefly tell us about the, 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 the unfolding of events from Wednesday? Okay. On Wednesday afternoon, I was driving back from Durban when a friend of ours phoned to say, is my husband safe because he's heard their attacks in Palma? And I said to him, oh, my word, because not only is my husband there, but my two sons are there too. And when I got home, I tried frantically to find out what's going on and to phone them. They couldn't obviously answer their cell phones um, because the coverage had gone down, network had gone down. And, um, yes, trying to find out what's going on, I saw online a little bit about it and was beyond worried. So at nine o'clock that night, my husband did manage to phone me from somebody's satellite phone and let me know they are at that time safe in um, the Amarula Hotel there with a whole lot of other expats. And um, hopefully the army is going to sort out these insurgents and they'll get evacuated. Uh, during the night, Somebody sent a clip of the gunfire that was just continuous and it sounded like huge weapons and of course that makes you even more frightened for them. And by Thursday morning um, I was in contact with my youngest son via WhatsApp because they had no electricity there so obviously his was the only cell phone that was working and he let me know we're going to be okay, they're coming to evacuate us. Um, then we got a message to say that the evacuations had commenced. Meantime, um, they only managed to evacuate a few people. I believe they evacuated a few women and children to start with. And uh, then it got late on Thursday afternoon and the evacuation stopped. I think the gunfire carried on and was too bad for them to keep on with the evacuations. Um, so all during the night we were waiting to hear more news. Unfortunately, there wasn't much on the news platforms about this, and uh, which is very stressful. You don't know what's happening. I managed to get onto a WhatsApp group in that area where I was getting little bits of information that was getting fed from guys who still had uh, time on their cell phones or signal to send out uh, messages to loved ones. So that was basically the only communication that we had from that way. Um, the manager of my son and husband and other shareholders company in Joburg was also trying his best and he was in contact with 
people, I think it must have been from DAG, the Dyke uh, security company, who had helicopters in the area. And so we were getting info there too that the situation was really awful. And um, so every time you read that and then, they, then they'll say the gunfire's calmed down and you think, okay, the guys can get evacuated now. Uh, there was a boat sent um, and it was obviously close by but couldn't get any closer. Hopefully they would be safe to get to the boat. Um, and when that didn't happen, then we heard that the army had actually retreated and these insurgents were taking over and they were surrounding the hotel. So I think by Friday morning, the last I heard from my youngest son was, we're waiting to be evacuated, um, we don't know. And then it was just very sparse, the information that was coming through. Then I saw on this WhatsApp group, somebody giving them instructions for a convoy, to make up a convoy and to try and make a run for it. So between late afternoon, half past four, five, I believe the convoy tried to leave. And um, these insurgents ambushed them and that was when my son was shot. Uh, yeah, my husband and my other son managed to get away with Adrian in the car and um, I'm not too sure what happened after that. I do know that they were told to go to the lighthouse but apparently there was an army camp there and they had no way of letting them know that they weren't insurgents. So they were frightened they were going to get shot if they went there for safety. So where they went to and sat out the night until the next morning before the helicopters managed to get hold of them. So the whole of Saturday morning we were just waiting for news of hopefully they were getting safe, you know, they would be safe. Eventually I got news that they had managed to get them and take them to the Fungi camp and from there they were put onto a plane to, Palm, uh, to Pemba. And um, yeah, it's just been too horrific. And I've decided to do this for all the other people that have loved ones still, still in this situation and nothing's happened. There's been hardly anything in the news about this. Nobody stepped up to try and help and um, it was just a private security firm that used helicopters to try and keep these insurgents at bay. Has the South African government, have you tried to communicate with the South African government to try and assist? Yes, I did phone Durka on Thursday and the lady was helpful. She gave me two people's email addresses to contact and by then we were just monitoring the cell phones to get any news so I thought well there's pointless sending emails because when I'd spoken to her she said she can't tell me much um, because nothing's really coming, no information's coming out of there, there, there's been too much fighting, they can't go in there and see what's happened. Um, so eventually on Friday afternoon I contacted her again and 
I said to her, please, what's being done? We, we don't know what's happening with these guys. And the same story was told, that they really don't know there's too much gunfire. And, um, yeah, she gave me the, the um, High Commissioner's number in Maputo. By then, I didn't bother because a wonderful man from Mozambique had been in contact with me because he saw my post on this WhatsApp group. I said, please, will somebody let us know what the truth of the situation is? And by then, he, he said to me, it's not good news. Some of the convoy were shot and killed. And uh, some escaped, and others ran back into the hotel, and others have run to the beach. So we spent the whole of Friday night trying to find out what on earth was going on. And eventually, Saturday morning, our manager up in Joburg phoned with the bad news that um, Adrian had been killed, one of those that had been killed, and but that Greg and Wesley were still alive and were going to get evacuated. Do you feel that there was anything that was going to uh, be done, maybe by the, by the government or the soldiers, to prevent this from happening? Absolutely. This is not old news that these insurgents have been in that area. And uh, seeing as Total, the biggest gas found in the world, is there, um, <laughs> the Mozambican army should have really been strong and uh, not just around the gas plant, but in the actual Palma town itself, which apparently wasn't so. And uh, yes, I'm disappointed that South Africa wasn't allowed to send troops in to help with the situation. I'm also disappointed that it took so long before our president uh, had a meeting about this and um, that the rest of the world has sat back and also not insisted on doing something. Mozambican government has had this problem ongoing for a long time and I think they've been offered help from different countries before and they haven't wanted to accept that help. This whole situation could have been prevented. I ask you how a hundred insurgents are able to capture a town and, and plunder and destroy and nobody does anything for two days, nothing's done. It's, it's just too terrible. One small security, private security company is the only one, and they don't use ground forces, they only use helicopters. Someone will ask, what was Adrian and the father doing uh, in uh, Mozambique? In Palma. Um, my husband and my youngest son are part of a company that had a contract to build accommodation for contractors there. Um, Adrian normally is a commercial diver, but because of the lockdown, he lost his job in uh, diving in Congo and obviously forced to find other employment. So he went up in January and um, helped out building the camp. How is the family feeling around uh, this incident? We are absolutely broken and devastated. Adrian was just such a big part of this family. 
and uh, much loved by everybody, friends, family, relatives, everyone. He um, is the best dad to his children, good husband to his wife, and uh, just the most beautiful son you can ever think of. We are crushed. And we're just so upset that um, this could have been avoided. At this point in time, do we know when are they coming back to South Africa? Yes, we do. My youngest son is going to get on a plane tomorrow afternoon. My husband's waiting for Adrian's body to be released and the paperwork to be done, which I believe is all organised, and um, hopefully get on a plane once everything all everything's in order. Thank you very much, ma'am, for your time to allow us to, in your home. Okay, thank you for allowing everybody to know what's happening up there. That's, that's the mother of uh, the late Adrian in uh, Mozambique that was attacked uh, on Friday night, and they are still waiting for the body to come uh, back to South Africa. The sad part that they are saying that it's too late for the president, uh, Cyril Ramaphosa, to meet with uh, the, the president of Mozambique to try and resolve this problem because they feel that it's uh, too late for them because this was uh, a thing that has been going on for the past years. And uh, back to you, Blaine, in studio. Yeah, Mlondi Khadebe, thank you very much indeed for your reporting and thanks to Meryl Knox as well for giving us the details. I know it's, it can't be easy uh, talking to us with regards to her son, but we appreciate uh, the reporting. We're also getting some information with another South African who went missing after this attack in Palma. We are still verifying this information. As soon as we have more, we will bring it to you on this channel. Stay tuned for that. All right, Bottom Dwellers, I hope you enjoyed this uh, latest Chamber Run. Be sure to like and follow our social media pages. On our Instagram is Bottom Dwellers DS. Our Facebook page, Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. And you can follow me personally at LB Diver on both. Also, be sure to check out our website, thebottomdwellers.com. We've also got that diver line that you guys can leave messages, leave stories, uh, or just your basic hate mail. Whatever you got, give it to us. We'll take it. Also, be sure to, uh, to stay tuned and uh, stay updated. The more news uh, that comes out, the more we'll cover it. So we'll also be having diver spotlights. So if you got some good stories or if you want to be on the show, hit us up, send us an email, and uh, we'll, we'll try to get you on. Other than that, you guys out there, make sure you stay safe, stay wet, and stay salty. <laughs>